0: Well, hello there, my golf friends. I'm excited to have you back. And I'm excited about today because today is the first time I've ever had a guest on my podcast. I've had some people request to be on my podcast before, but I really did want to save those first few times that I decided to do that to some of my clients who have had some amazing accomplishments. I would love to spotlight them and talk to them about what they've experienced by working on their golf brains. And in this episode, I talk with Karen Rainey, who's an accomplished golfer, about how she turned what was a really rough 2020 season into her best season ever in 2021. We dive into how she realized the problem wasn't actually her mechanics, and she shares how she dealt with and overcame expectations, perfectionism, and a fear of failure. Also, and you may be surprised because it has nothing to do with golf, on what her biggest takeaway was from working with me and what she considers her biggest accomplishment in a year filled, and I mean filled, with trophies. I'm excited to interview Karen because she is an awesome example of what's possible when you put some effort into mastering your golf brain. So without further ado, let's get to the interview. So Karen Rainey, thank you so much for being here on the podcast. It is really exciting, and uh, I appreciate the uh, invitation. Yeah, for sure. Like, we meet on Zoom, but we've met on Zoom on coaching calls, so now we're meeting on for the podcast, and I wanted to have you on today to talk about how amazing of a year that you had with golf and our times uh, together and what you got out of coaching, so I have lots of questions for you, but I thought maybe you could give a little bit of a background on what you do, a little bit about your golf game. And uh, what some of your goals have been?
1: Sure, um, I'm your standard middle-aged, 54 year old wife, mother of three amazing daughters. Outside golf, I work as a surgical PA. I've done that for over 30 years. I'm pretty much living the dream.
0: When you and I started working together, which was a January, right? And so, where were you with your golf game then? What were your goals coming into that? Like, why did you why did you call me?
1: Well, you did a video webcast, live video kind of thing back in September. So it was the end of my 2020 season. And uh, I really liked what you had to say. We were able to send in questions and you answered one of my questions. You had the undescribable it. I was very frustrated at the end of my 2020 season. I had had some, some pretty good success after I turned 50 and was playing in senior women's events. And uh, 2018 was just an absolutely amazing year for me. It was just over the top phenomenal. 2019 was okay. And uh, 2020 was just pretty brutal. I was angry and frustrated and disappointed most of the time. So after your little video uh, webcast, um, I started following you on social media and you described that very situation. Are you tired and frustrated and...
0: I nailed exactly what you were experiencing.
1: I could not have uh, said it any better. So I reached out to you and to my surprise, you answered
0: and we started this journey in January. Yeah, I love how you thought that I wasn't going to answer you. Well, (laughs) I always encourage people to reach out to me. I answer. Sometimes they do have been going to junk. I have to check that periodically, but I respond to people for sure.
1: You're a big deal, you know. You, yeah, you have a, a lot of street deal. cred, so you know. You're
0: a little, so, oh right. my gosh! So Amazing, you were
1: famous people. Yeah,
0: right. So you were uh, so you were pretty miserable at the end of uh, twenty twenty. Tell me why, or tell everybody who's listening why you were miserable. Like, what created that for you? I
1: know now that I didn't have a lot of tools in my toolbox to manage my expectations about what was going on. That I thought I was a recovering perfectionist, but maybe not as recovered as
0: I thought. A recovered perfectionist, you said?
1: Yeah, I okay. thought I was over that. But after. We oh, let me tell you, together. my friend,
0: you know, we've had conversations <laughs> about this. Mine yes, is like have. constantly has one eye like on the crack in the door, <laughs> like looking out for an opportunity to pop out on me. Yeah. yeah. It's and always going to kind of hang out in that background.
1: So I'm aware of that now. Yeah. After having such success in 2018, I had created the story and had just turned my golf game into this fear of failure. And mm. so focused on results and numbers and how other people perceived me. Those are the ingredients for a miserable season.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, fear of failure is so big in golf and in life and worrying about what other people think. Those two things can be so paralyzing as, as far as you're just, your ability to move forward. It's like a heaviness that's on you. And then when you go out and perform that uh, level of, like you described it as frustration and disappointment is a lot.
1: It is. Yeah. And uh, understanding the whole fight, flight, or freeze, you know, that for me, freeze, I do get tight. I, I know how it shows up for me now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So you had a good 2018. Is that what you just said? Okay. I, like- I
1: had, a, yeah, it was just over the top. It was awesome
0: so and then covid right
1: then, then 19 then you have that year after your great yeah. year and you think okay and you kind of hang in there and you're trying to be optimistic and right uh, but it, it, you feel it slipping away you get graspy and needy and
0: so you, you felt your golf game slipping away
1: yes yeah mm-hmm. the, the, the success wasn't there it was close but it wasn't there and as you you know as we get needy and graspy Things don't usually go well for us in that situation either.
0: So, were you striking the ball differently from 18 to 20? Probably not. No. Yeah. What do you think was the difference between 18 when you had a really good year till 20? Because I think a lot of people can relate with having seasons that are really on point and other seasons that are off, right? And how they feel so different and our results are so different. And a lot of times we will use our golf game as being the reason. Now, sometimes it is, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you can have some mechanical things going on and that can totally affect your ability to hit the ball. If you've let some things slip, that's why I encourage people to practice and kind of keep the up and down curves of your mechanics, you know, really level as best you can, but often it's not our mechanics so much. So what, (laughs) what do you think yours was the difference between 18 and 20?
1: Um, 18, it was still so fresh and so new. 17 was the first year I played in the women's senior amateur. And so this whole new world opened up to me and I was excited and I was optimistic. I could just, let's see what happens. The very first year I played, I had a good, strong showing and finished second. And I was just over the top with a second place finish with a runner up. And I just, it was great. And then I came back the next year and I was like, well, let's just see what happens. You know, no expectations, just go and play your game. And I did that and I actually won that year. So I was champion that year. I had success then later in the season with the West Virginia Women's Amateur, had player of the year that year. It was so much to take in. But then by the time we got to 2020, it was what I once viewed as excitement, anticipation had just turned to dread and this fear, well, the fear of failure and just this overwhelming sense of, of dread and almost doom. What once was so light and exciting had just gotten so, so heavy and restrictive.
0: Yeah. And so what, so then we started working together. What do you think now looking back was the reason that you had that dread and d- doom? The dread yeah. and doom. And it was double D. That's <laughs> The um, double D. <laughs> <laughs> what? So why that? do you have the double Ds?
1: <laughs> why do I? Um, it was the story I was telling myself. And it was, it was all about what I was thinking. Uh, it it hadn't. Uh, It had nothing to do, like you say, with with my clubs or my swing. It had all to do with the story I was telling myself and the expectations I put on myself. And once again, just not having the tools in my toolbox to navigate the waters. I tried really hard to shove things down. I thought that was the best way. And I I needed to be stronger and tougher and more rigid. And as time went on from 2018 to 2019 to 2020, I was becoming more and more rigid. And uh, it was not working for me. But I, once again, didn't have the tools or the knowledge of how to manage and how to be flexible and not so rigid. And the answer is, at least for this season, and I hope many seasons into the future has been giving up control to gain control.
0: And one of the things that happens is when you are feeling that Um, Which you know now, right? When you're feeling that dread and that doom, it's so hard to make the swings that you own come out. Like you'll have the talent and you know, you can make the swings, but when you have that layer of, in this case, it was that the double D's, right? When you have that layer on top of you, it's so hard for your talent to come out. And this is what happens a lot of times with people is, and they think there's something wrong with them. They're broken or something in their swing and they start fiddling and finagling or getting down on yourself. When really in reality, it was just this layer of emotion from thoughts that you had on yourself about your expectations going into that next season. By comparing it to your seasons in past, you had a lot of people who at your club. I remember we talked about this at the club, sitting having all these expectations, telling you, "All right, play well, do well. You're going to win this year. Hey, champ, right?" Yeah. And you really those uh, all those comments of people meaning their best became yes. very heavy for you. Is that right? They, yeah. they did.
1: But now it's it's so free. And light that I can now go down and people can say those things and it makes me feel good and it makes me smile and the words are exactly the same it's just the meaning that we attach to the words yeah
0: yeah. that's so good okay so going into 2021 and we started working together what do you think was the biggest shift or aha moment that you had
1: (laughs) whoa uh I think the, the biggest aha moment, and I the one I pushed back on probably the most, was when you asked me what I wanted, and I, I said I wanted to just have a sense of peace again, and I wanted to be able to walk off the golf course after a competitive round and, and say, I did my best. and feel good about that. Um, I think your words to me were, you have that available to you right now. And um, that, was, that was very, very hard for me to swallow that it was available available to me the entire time.
0: Yeah. It's like, you have to hear it and you have to sit on it and then you have to marinate it. And then you question it and you're like, is it really? Yeah. Because it's always about what that score, what that number, what that placement, the trophy, all this stuff, what we make it mean. And that's also too, you talked about being needy and graspy whenever we're in a hurry to get to somewhere else, whether it's on the golf course or not, or like whether we want to in a hurry to lose weight or get rid of a job or move on in a relationship, whatever it is, it's because we're in a hurry to get to a place that we think we're going to feel differently than we do right now. And it's not the thing that we're after. It's that feeling that we're after. And feelings are always available to us at any given moment in time because they come from what we decide to think, not from the circumstance.
1: I'm a believer in that concept now but I wasn't before. So you made me a believer.
0: Good. Yeah. Well, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm glad you believe it. All right. So that was your biggest takeaway. What do you think that you changed in yourself that shifted to your awesome 2021 season? What did I shift in myself? Like Um, if you do describe one thing, like you go out, the difference between you being a year or two ago and right now, and the way that you go and show up for a tournament or the way that you treat yourself or the way that you feel on the golf course, why are you able to enjoy the game more, which I'm, you are right. And I I don't know that you shared that. Oh yes, i definitely enjoying the game more. Yeah. So you're enjoying the game more and you had an awesome season. So what do you think would be the biggest change in just your thoughts or how you uh, approach it? And if you don't know, I'll tell you. <laughs> Thank
1: you. You've done that for me before. I appreciate yeah. that. I can always count on you. I have a blueprint now. I guess that's part of it after the work that we did together. I, I have a blueprint and I have a plan, but that's based on the work that we did together. That's why it's a little difficult for me to answer because yes, I show up differently now, but it's not because I show up differently now. It's because of all the work we did for the past 10 months. So that is probably the biggest, the biggest change probably within me as we did the work together was learning how to honestly evaluate my thoughts. That was difficult, but rewarding work Mm -hmm. as well as allowing myself to feel the emotions. That was another very challenging part of my homework and the work that we did together over 10 months. And that has been challenging on the golf course also this season, but once again, well worth the work and uh, well worth the uncomfortableness that growing gives us.
0: Yeah. I mean, you said that a couple of times, which is so good, is that we have to be willing to be uncomfortable to grow. And like a lot of times we're just not willing to be uncomfortable. And the worst thing about being uncomfortable, your brain kind of has a cramp on trying to think some new things. You're not, you're in no physical discomfort. I mean, you're not going to need Advil from it. Okay. Why don't you let everybody know about your amazing year that you had? I actually posted on one of your social media accounts that you're going to need to build a bigger room for all those trophies. So, so what'd you do? Tell us. And, and by the way, I'm just going to tell you that Karen is about to be awarded co player of the year for West Virginia women's seniors. Yes. Did I say that right?
1: I think you did.
0: Yeah. And that's coming up in like a week or so, like November 7th or 9th or something like that. You got it. Did you already get that award in 2019? Did I hear you say that?
1: I received that award in 2018. This is the first time in three years. We've been able to take a step off the downhill slide and and
0: enjoy it. (laughs) So you're back up on the podium is what you're saying.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Nice. (laughs) Nice. All right. So tell us a little bit about some of the other things that you did this year. I mean, is is the list too long? I mean, we are on a time. No, it's just maybe give us the highlights.
1: (laughs) It's funny because I think you want me to talk about golf, but I'm really most proud of, of the accomplishments of things like really being able to show up for my family and, and feeling like I'm a better mom and a better wife. I've gotten rid of all the excuses that I used to have. And those are my best accomplishments from this year. I love um, that. But uh,
0: And that's I, you it, extrapolating out from golf, like the coaching that we talked about and how to manage your mind and using that and taking it out to other parts of your life.
1: Exactly. I had no idea when we started because it truly was uh, just about golf for me when we started. And I got my return on my investment. My my golf has been amazing, but I had no idea and was pleasantly surprised as to how this would affect my life. But as far as golf goes, I had a great season. I was uh, tied for first in our senior women's amateur, finished that runner up. I was in the top 20 in the West Virginia women's amateur. I was captain of our intra-club women's team. We had a great, great season. I was able to share your podcast with the team. So we had our team podcast that we all listened to and we all talked about together. We, we finished third in the state and we were really excited about that. So,
0: um, you were- became like a little mini coach for them, right? Ah, uh, that that's that's a title <laughs> I don't think I'm quite ready for yet. Yeah, so we can all coach. All you need to do to coach somebody is be one step ahead of where they are, and you were one step ahead of where they were. <laughs>
1: right? uh, I channel my best, Kathy. We had a a, t- a tournament in Richmond. We finished our season in, in Richmond. It was the best uh, best performance I've ever had there. So it's just uh, so many good things.
0: Yeah. But I play a little pickleball on the side. That was another post we had about how you are using some of your tools in pickleball. Yeah, you're like a uh, you're somebody to, uh, to be beat. I understand quite the, uh, quite the opponent. If anybody wants to take Karen up in some pickleball, she is, she is quite the competitor.
1: I am competitive. I always have been, but it, it's so much more fun to be competitive in this mindset than it has ever been before. I'm forever grateful. So thank
0: you. Yeah. Well, for sure. So what would you, what advice would you have to give to somebody who's listening maybe and on Granted, I think they can get a lot of the tools I just listening to the podcast, but if you had to give them some advice on how they could take their game to the next level, I describe it as playing to your potential because of the way that I described you holding back what you actually own because of your emotions and thoughts. And that's usually because we're not aware of them, but learning how to manage your mind, because there's a level of whether you play well, but also whether you're enjoying it and your emotional state, right? I was mean, like, you can play well and still be miserable right? Or, you know, we just notice how miserable we are. So what would be your best advice to someone who's listening to this podcast on how they can help themselves get more out of their golf game and have more fun?
1: The first thing I would say is fire your evil caddy. I I hear so many people that I play with and they, they talk so mean to themselves and they say such nasty things to themselves. That would be my number one thing of, of talk to yourself, like, you would talk to your best friend or someone you're trying to encourage on the golf course. It's very difficult to play. It's your potential to play good golf while someone's yelling at you. So, and <laughs> right? I hear so many people yelling at themselves on the golf course. I just, I don't see the reward in that. I don't see that their play improves and they don't seem like they're enjoying themselves or the game. Right. That would be my number one advice to someone.
0: Yeah. That was in the podcast uh, that actually came out today while we're recording this. Oh my gosh. I listen to it. <laughs> did you, I was like, did you listen to it on the way? I to did this? not. I
1: <laughs> yeah. I talk artist. about a lot
0: of caddy oh, phrases yeah. and, and picking phrases that we say so you, so y'all you listening to this, make sure you check out episode 41. Cause there's some of that in there, but once you've gone through this and you start noticing your own thoughts and the benefit of thinking positively, and it's not even positively just thinking phrases that Generate a better emotion in you that create better results. You start really noticing other people's negative thoughts and language, right? I give so many of my clients say that, like, oh my gosh, everybody on the golf course is just so negative and nasty to themselves.
1: They are. They yeah. really are. And I was one of them. I was the best at beating myself up. I had a belief, and it was a false belief that that was going to help me improve. That the, yeah. the more I beat on myself, the the better I would be, and that's just not reality.
0: Right. And it is, it is a little bit of a mentality too, because especially if you've played other sports as well, it's, and even in work and people pursuing their careers, we feel like we have to really almost be hard on ourselves and push ourselves. And that means that we're actually going to achieve something, but the opposite is actually true because the more negative you are, the more hard and burdensome you make the effort and the process. Right. And there's just no, I call it, what I've said to you is there's just no upside in saying all the negative things to yourself, which is kind of what you said. Well, um, Hey, listen, so I have really loved having you step into my life as a a client and a friend and helping you with your golf game over the last year. And I really appreciate you spending time with me and I loved watching you grow and your golf game grow and have success. And what do you have in store for yourself in 2022?
1: Oh, 2022! I'm excited. I I'm back to the excited and anticipation phase of golf. I don't know what the future holds. If I don't get another trophy, I'll I'll be good. But I can still have an amazing season. I can still enjoy golf and just show up as myself and be calm, certain, and confident, and mm. have my own back. And that that's going to make a great 2022.
0: Nice. I love that. Yeah, triple C is better than double D.
1: I, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> All right, Karen.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming out to the podcast and sharing your story with everybody. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for allowing me such an honor and to the future.
0: All right. right. Talk to you. All right, my friends, if you're interested at all in working with me and seeing what's possible for you and your golf game, just like Karen, that's how it all started with jumping on a phone call. And you can do that at kathyheartwood.com forward slash chat. We'll talk about you and your golf game maybe how you're a little bit miserable, holding yourself back, not playing to your potential, and I'll show you what's possible. All right, I hope to talk to you there. Have an amazing week.